Listen to Today with Sean O'Rourke with the RTE Radio Player. And teachers, Mr O'Gorman taught me pass English in 1990 in Laurel Hill in Limerick. He was impressed with a poem I wrote in his class and spoke to Mrs Quill to place me in the honours class, which I enjoyed and was successful in. I have since had stories published, letters also. And I'm a songwriter. I've got my own CD, but I will never forget his belief in me and his kindness. That from Trey's Hayes in Limerick. Uh, keep those texts coming 51551 and email today, SOR at RTE.ie with the word teacher in the subject line. This day next week we will know if there's to be any easing of lockdown restrictions. Many business owners keen to get back working but not all of them can see a pathway to operating safely and many say social distancing or physical distancing will inevitably lead to a reduced turnover drastically so in some cases. Joining me now Linda Murray, owner of Huckleberry's Den, a play centre in Navin. She's also a director of the Alliance for Insurance Reform. Danny Danielle Kennedy is from the collective by Lloyds. She's the incoming president of the Irish Hairdressing Federation. And Paul Harvey is co-owner, along with his brother Justin, of Windy Ridge Garden Centre in Dunlira. Um, first of all, do you think, um, Paul, uh, that uh, you will be among the first batch of businesses to be allowed to reopen garden centres? Um, I, I think so. Well, based on the fact that we were... Um we were last to be closed we might be first to be open and and generally due, due to the amount of space that we have and sort of people can wander around and they do they're not really on top of each other like we're as spacious as a kind of a park could be or and probably more spacious than um, a supermarket so from that point of view i think there is a, a we we can implement the social distancing better than maybe a tighter retail shop. So yeah, and a lot of them have been, I think, trying to eat your lunch, Paul, with the displays of, of 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 plants and all the rest of it, and setting up special areas. And maybe not. I happen to know the area where you're speaking to me from pretty well. Yeah. And uh, local supermarkets have been piling in. Yeah, yeah. Like in terms of like like everyone now has gone into plants, so your local centres are doing plants and stuff now. So. It's kind of a bit fair if everyone else is doing them uh, and we have as much space to do them and aren't allowed open. And I, I think people need something to do at home. So um, gardening is the one thing that sort of can keep people at home and sort of keep them busy and sort of keep them mentally sound. And what about your staff? Did you have to lay people off and destroy produce as well? Um, we luckily enough uh, didn't have to lay uh, people off. So we shut for about nine days and I, I had staff just uh, sort of keeping the place tidy and sort of keeping water and then we reopened online but that that, and that takes up a lot more sort of is more labor intensive because each staff member has to pick the order for the customer and then it has to be organized to be delivered and all that kind of stuff so luckily enough we didn't but there was a number of people obviously um, employees that didn't feel like it was safe to come in because they were living with elderly people so from that point of view we did lose a number of staff and so I didn't luckily enough have to lay anyone off yeah. but there is a number of people that just chose not to come to work and, and, and for every reason Right, if I can turn to yourself now Linda um, owner of Huckleberry's Den in Navan um, and you've been on to us frequently about the whole insurance question but what's the story with your business? You had to shut shop fairly quickly didn't you? Yes Sean, how are you? Great to speak to you again um, after coming through I suppose such an, an unbelievably difficult year in terms of insurance for myself and all the Pally members um, which are all indoor and outdoor activity centres um, we were looking forward to a bright 2020 and as you can imagine this has kicked us to touch um, we all closed for the health of the nation I suppose um, within 24 to 48 hours of, of Leo Fragger's speech um, there on the 12th of March um, and we have no I suppose 
bright future uh, close to now that we think we're going to get opened. I mean, our businesses are, as I said, all indoor and outdoor. We deal with, deal with high volume children and families on a weekend basis. I mean, that's when you make your wages is at the weekends. And you, you, I think, had a load of parties just like booked in that weekend that didn't happen. We did. We did a load and we cancelled them all. I, I, like, I mean, the type of centres that, um, that we would represent would have anything from like 20 to 60 parties coming in at a weekend. Like, there's absolutely no way that you can open and try and, and do that type of business. Um, in fact, I ran a, a little survey among our um, uh, businesses yesterday and 70% of them have said that their business will not survive a decrease in sales due to um, ongoing costs such as mortgages, mortgages, rent and rates if, if social distancing is there. So on our side of things, it's going to be really, really difficult to try and implement social distancing and we really are crying out, I suppose, for support and help and just a bit of transparency in kind of talking to us about when we could expect to see opening. Could you expect to open or to reopen, say, this side of schools reopening? Um, on the indoor side, no. And on the outdoor side, so outdoor centres um, would expect and they really would hope to open for the summer, or some part of the summer. On the indoor side, Sean, I mean, with the best will in the world, and, and we are different, I suppose, um, to some, like to pubs and restaurants and stuff, how do you social distance kids? Kids are so huggy and friendly and they love playing with each other and they jump into a ball pool together, they come down a slide together. It's literally impossible. You can spray this place down. We've looked at sprayers, we've looked at, you know, uh, only using cards, we've looked at only doing bookings online, we've looked at everything and we will implement everything that we possibly can do. But with the best will in the world, kids play together. No, so it's very difficult. You have other stuff as well, for instance, uh, go-karting and all that kind of thing um, in, in centres like yours. What, what would the, the possibility of re, re, um, resuming that be? Yeah, so um, in some of the multi-activity centres, they will definitely be able to open some aspects. In my own centre, we have go-karting. So you've got your disposable balaclavas, you spray your helmets, your disposable gloves and you cart on your own. So that's a possibility. However, many of us are dealing with high rents where in industrial units or in the outdoor settings, they're in big, like a lot of fields and a lot of acres. We have a lot of high costs. And of course, I'd love to be able to open the doors to do some carting or some of the bowling alleys around the country, I'd love to open maybe half their lanes. But we still have high costs and it's yeah. about opening and being viable and being able to support it. You know, like personally, I let go 24 employees. Pally itself has two and a half thousand employees. We want to bring them back. Yeah. But it's about being safe. It's about parents and families having confidence in coming back into us. And it's about getting support. I can't stress how much we need support. And bowling now, that would be a non-contact sport, surely. That would be almost the definition of a non-contact sport. But you're putting your fingers into the balls, Sean. Mm. You know, so, I mean, in our case, again, we've four bowling lanes. Some people might have ten. So we've spoken about this among the bowling alleys. They'd probably open half their lanes where the balls are coming back to just one family at a time. Spray the balls before, spray the balls after. Believe me, we are spending every minute of the day talking about how we can get ourselves back open by doing all this. But we're definitely that bit different and more difficult to get back open. And I suppose we just really want to stress that. We'd love to, like, we can't do takeaways. We can't do online things. We're a group of businesses that families come in to have a social life and have a good time um, and we can't sell anything yeah, you know, and through delivery or online. Or, if I can know. turn to you, Danielle, Danielle Kennedy, owner of two salons, you have a big one, I think, in Waterford and another one in Wexford, incoming president of the Irish Hairdressing Federation. Again, not an easy one to see how you can have a path to reopening and do the kind of work that you do. It is. Like, you know, we work in an industry, it's a personal service where contact is needed 
Um, but we are looking at, as a federation and obviously as a business owner, we're looking at what's happening in other countries that are starting to reopen um, and the measures that they're introducing to kind of help salons get back open and get the industry back on its feet. Um, and there is stuff we can do, but it's just we will be seriously limiting our productivity, um, which obviously the feasibility of reopening is a major, major issue then for the industry. Yeah, and um, you're going to have to have um, social distancing. You, you presumably wouldn't be able to have the same kind of throughput, uh, even if you've no. got everybody gowned up and masked and all the rest of it and, and all sorts of precautions. Um, it's, it's hard to see how you could have anything like the same throughput. No, like we're looking at probably about 50%. Um, and it's an industry like that the margins are very, very tight. We've had, like Linda, we've had a very tough few years. We had a vast increase. We had the abolishment of trainee rates then last year. So we were kind of just looking forward to this year as well, you know, getting back on your feet and getting the industry up and running again. And then this happens. <laughs> Yeah, and have you had any discussions with the health authorities about how it might be possible? I mean, even if you, even if your 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 clients were willing to trust that direct hands-on contact, be it with gloves or, or whatever, um, what kind of of terms and conditions would apply to reopening hairdressing salons? We're trying to gain engagement, um, trying all the time as a federation. Like we've been trying really hard. Um, we can't get engagement at this level, like. It kind of appears they don't really want to talk too much about getting industries back open. Um, there seems to be a turn in that, though, this week, I think. You know, everyone seems to be thinking about their plan to get back open now. So hopefully we can kind of get engagement soon from authorities. But, like, as a federation, I suppose we are confident that we can help guide our members, um, you know, regards PPE, um, limiting contact, you know, as much social distancing as possible. Um, but we do need that engagement at some point, um, whether it's just to approve the guidelines that we can set out um, or give us a heads up, basically, at what kind of a timeline we're looking at to get reopened. Yeah. And coming back to yourself, Paul Harvey from Windy Ridge, Windy Ridge Garden Centre, um, if it is the case that, uh, and, and just common sense would suggest uh, in a lot of people's minds that garden centres will be one of the early reopeners, um, what if you get a glut of people wanting to get in and then, you know, how do, how do you control matters? Uh, we'll, ha- we'll have to control it at the roads. We'll, we'll just have to limit the number of cars that are coming in. Um, and it that, that causes more resources. But I suppose it's the only thing we really can do when we'd have to limit the amount of people in into the store, similarly to what the supermarkets are doing now, where people have to queue around the corner and just wait a time. And we'd, we'd, ha- we'd have to be quite disciplined about that. Yeah, and what about things like, say, perspex barriers at the uh, at the checkouts, that kind of thing? Yeah, well, uh, we, we, we've laid down all the stickers now for around uh, the garden centre and... Uh, we're looking to put the perspex in before um, next Tuesday. Right. So we're in street search to protect the staff. And then we would hope to sort of have one of the staff members disinfecting the the trolleys because I, that's really the only contact we would have with customers or with customers would have with other customers um, would be the trolleys because everything else would kind of laid out in, on tables and plants for a number of days. So there, there's not a huge number of points of contact with the actual customer. Yeah, and what was business like online for you? 
Um, no, like to be honest, we were, we're only able to open for about uh, three hours a day because there's such volume coming through. Um, but it's just it's it's a completely different business, and we're not really set up for it. So it, it is quite stressful, and you you've a lot of calls coming in, and not everyone's able to use the online. We're we're trying to put everyone online, but it's it's just when you're not set up for something, it's just a very it's it's challenging. And look, we're lucky to be open, and we're very thankful for that. And and, and people are like thrilled to get plants and stuff like that but it it just is a different business and like i would much prefer to go back to what we were but i suppose it was the only choice we had and uh, we were we were delighted just to be able to be open right and um what's your best hope coming back to yourself linda uh, it's, it could be a long time uh, at huckleberry's down the the, the leisure center yeah, I think from uh, from an indoor soft play side, um, from our, from our myself and all our centres, um, until children are back uh, properly at school in the full classroom, we don't see ourselves being open. Yeah. And the outdoor activity side, they do. You know, we we do see them being open right. quicker, but. Now, you, uh, uh, on previous um, contributions on the show, Lindy, you, we've been mainly talking with you about um, insurance, insurance issues. Yeah. Um, what's the What's the story? Have any of your members had the good fortune to have policies that cover this? Well, I'm one of those people that have a really good um, business interruption policy, Sean. Um, and um, I was delighted to see that I had. It was very much in black and white that I was covered. But unfortunately, my insurer is refusing at the moment to pay out. Um, so you can imagine the difference that would make to my anxiety and a lot of people's anxieties who have these um, policies. Not only that, um, half our members wouldn't have seen any pausing or rebates or anything been given back on their policies yet. So I would plead with insurers, like I have been doing for the last couple of years, to please look after your policyholders now. This is really their time of need. You don't have the amount of claims to pay out at the moment, and we could do with some sort of help that we're entitled to during this time. Okay, look, my thanks to all three of you and the very best of good fortune to you. Well, it probably won't be a fortune, but anyway... um Good business, uh, if and when things resume. My thanks to you all. Linda Murray from Navin, Danielle Kennedy from Waterford and Wexford in the hairdressing business, and Paul Harvey, co-owner of Windy Ridge Garden Centre in Rochestown Avenue in Dublin. It's just after 11. We go to the newsroom. It's Brian Jennings.